And you're listening to the Fat Boy Show. This beautiful, beautiful Thursday. It is the 4th of March, 2021. My name is Fat Boy here with Olive. Hope you're doing great and uh, hope uh, you're feeling positive about today. You should be because uh, positivity early in the morning will set the tone for how you shall spend the rest of your day. So think positive, be positive. In the psychological sense, you ain't got to be positive with COVID or HIV or those other weird things. <laughs> okay, glad to have you here on the show today. Now, the United Nations has launched an appeal for $266 million to help feed more than 3 million refugees and asylum seekers across East Africa that are suffering extra hardship because of why? Coronavirus pandemic. Yep. Uh, apparently, the only thing people seem to be suffering from because magically all the other problems of the world kind of disappeared. Strange, isn't it? But yeah, the UN, they want $266 million to help more than uh, 3 million refugees. So this, according to the World Food Program Director for East Africa, Michael Dunford, who says that this funding situation for refugees is terrible and has never been seen before. And he adds that $266 million will be needed for the next six months just to cover the refugees' minimum needs. Lockdowns and other measures to contain the, the contagion have made it more difficult for refugees to get food or earn money. This according to the High Commissioner for Refugees and the UN World Food Program. They said this in a joint statement. They estimate that almost three-quarters of some 4.7 million refugees living in the 11 countries it operates in this region of East Africa, that they lack enough to eat. Well, duh, we warned you. From the beginning, we warned that the highly restrictive uh, measures that were being proposed would lead to even more problems than the virus itself. However many people the virus tragically uh, claims, you know, in terms of life, uh, the solutions that you are proposing ultimately could end up claiming more. And it looks like we could be pointing in that direction because now they're telling us more than 3 million refugees are facing starvation. That is far less as than has been claimed by COVID. So, in this part of East Africa. In this part of East Africa. And I'm not even sure if that uh, matches the global total. Probably not. So, there you have it, uh, Olive. Uh, so, what do you make of this? The $266 million needed for, ju- by the, for just six, six months. Six months to cover minimum basic needs. Yeah. How much do you want to bet that half of that money is going to be paying volunteers and directors and hmm? they want supervisors? To bu- they want to buy Ford. Have some faith. Have faith. I mean, it's <laughs> they want, yeah, have faith because uh, from the get go, the World Food Program has been saying that their donors are not sending in money like it used to be before COVID. You know how what COVID has done to economies around the world. Well, how about this though? Um, don't you think that whenever we create a scenario in which where there are problems in the world, we're quick to rush in and to rescue? Uh, such disadvantaged people that we never allow for those societies to develop to the point where they can themselves cater uh, for those that are starving. So, for example, it is in the East African region. Okay, how many sovereign states do we have in the East African region? We've got Uganda, Five. Kenya, Tanzania, Rwanda, Burundi, and uh, I don't South know Sudan. South Sudan, right? Now, um, isn't it those governments that are supposed to be responsible for their people or for refugees that might come into their countries? And if not, then 
what are they doing? We pay taxes so that our governments can best cater for our own people and probably assist refugees where it's possible. But to then transfer all responsibility for that to the UN essentially renders this government useless in any government in the region. No, I, I think you're reaching there. Uh, to begin with, the refugees, we are host countries like Uganda. And by the way, I think most of this money would go to refugees in Uganda because we are the biggest host among the five East African countries for refugees. Now, we have given them a space to stay. Please also remember that our national budget is, I think, three quarters sponsor, uh, three quarters financed by loans and foreign aid. Are you aid. okay with that? I'm not okay, but I'm trying to say that even us as Ugandans, the taxes that we pay are not enough to run our country. We depend on foreign aid to make ends meet. So if we have refugees in our country that come from neighboring countries, it's only okay if, if we can get help. It sounds to me like you admit, you see, for all the claims of how we should be respected as sovereign states, what kind of sovereignty do you have if you you can't, as a country, raise the money you need to run your country? Just, it's, it's like, let me put it this way. Imagine your child, you have a child, mm -hmm. your 13-year-old boy, he says, Oh, mommy, I'm tired of always being told what to do. I'm an independent man. I'm going to leave the house. Mm. And then you say, okay, if that's how you feel, go ahead. And you give him his independence and he goes and tries his luck out in the world. And then every week he's calling you, mommy, can I have 50,000 shillings? <laughs> mommy, can I have 20,000? Wouldn't you look at your son and say, but you boy. You are not independent. You come back home and be a good boy and live according to how we were living before, where I'm in charge of your life, and shut up until you're old enough to take care of yourself. This is what you would tell but your boy. But here we are talking about refugees, and let's face it, and this is not me to sound, uh, trying to sound callous or uncaring and unfeeling. Refugees are not supposed to be our problem. We have enough problems. So if we give them a place to stay, it's only okay, it's okay for World Food Program do you honestly to come believe, in and you, give them Do you aid. honestly believe we give them a place to stay out we, of the goodness of our hearts? I do you think. honestly <laughs> believe that that's why we allow refugees here? What are you trying to say? Come on, everyone What, what do we gain from that? What? Why, why is it that other countries are not hosting them as much as Uganda does? Maybe in those countries, they lack the creativity needed to make the best out of such situations. Look, um, I have friends in, the, in the, the aid sector. They're building houses. Okay? They're, they're living large. They are getting, they're getting paid salaries. That, by the way, it's not just salaries, which by themselves are extremely... Uh, market like not um, not like not in line with market uh, prices for for the same value of labor because <laughs> you can be a driver for an NGO and they're gonna pay you 20 million shillings okay it's ridiculous but aside from that also contracts and tenders because this 266 million that supposedly is needed to feed the poor someone is going to be the one supplying that food Yes. And it's, it's going to, it's going to be a local supplier. And that is a problem why? Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, uh -huh. they are supporting local business, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> what? I wish do you know the injolo on those deals? <laughs> you even had to pull out a vernacular word. People are eating. 
But the big question here is, does that money, rather, does the, the, do the services, the food and other products that are bought and people making jaolo off of that, does it go to the refugees or not? Do they get the food? That's my point. So do they get the blankets? I'm, I'm saying that out of the 266 million, mm-hmm. the, when you look at the actual money that would have been spent on the refugees, it will be a very meager fraction of it. So, but they need basic needs. What are basic needs? They need food. They need health care. They need uh, uh, blankets and probably a few clothes here and there. Okay. But and anyway. if they get that, uh-huh. does it... I think this is when I would say um, the end justifies the means. <laughs> well, if they don't get the money, if the World Food Program doesn't get the money, uh, then these people are sadly uh, going to starve. And for some reason, they're linking this crisis to the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, that's right. And so if these 3 million people end up starving to death, then I guess they will be counted as COVID deaths. They will not starve to death. And and yet it would have only been caused by the policies enacted due to COVID rather than due to COVID itself. So you mean uh, they they would have died of COVID-related restrictions? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, someone has to take stock of those. (laughs) But... uh, We'll see about that. Ahead on the program, we're going to be talking to none other than the Permanent Secretary of uh, the Ministry of Health, Dr. Diana Atwine. I think it's going to be a great conversation. So stick around and uh, find out what we're going to be talking about. As you know, uh, I've often been very skeptical and critical of some of uh, their policies. And so we'll be asking her about some of those things, plus the recently announced uh, vaccine rollouts. More on that ahead on the Fat Boy Show.